This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's about to get cray-cray. We got vaccination cards being issued out. We have mandatory lockdowns happening all over the country. People are starting to, you know, rise up against that. Um, National mask mandates, whether they can do that or not. Um, It's a very, very heavy show, but we're going to pivot from that to Tiger King, Carol Baskin, and NFL silliness. I'm going to show you how we're going to do that, and it's all coming up right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Jason Buttrell filling in for Hillary, who was filling in for Sarah. I am basically the third string quarterback on this. I'm the guy that butt fumbles and then on the very next play calls the run option to the opposite side of the field. That's that's who this is. But I have my two strong left tackles here, all pros. <laughs> Stu Brazier from Stu Does America. Thanks for being here. Uh, with thank us. you. Maybe may I be the very first person to say I like your pen. Oh, uh, yes. yes uh, the Nancy Pelosi sucks. The Nancy Pelosi sucks. Repping it hard. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Out of stock right now. They're not purchasable at this moment, unfortunately. Crazy. Um, and my all-pro right tackle here, Pat mm. Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, yes. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. I like your orange punter jacket. Wore it for uh, you. I knew okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> the quarterback has to wear something bright so he yeah. doesn't get hit. That's <laughs> why I'm doing this. Yeah. Jason's a wuss. No, we don't want to see him get tackled out there. Um, I want to start this off. So uh, Glenn did his show on The Great Reset this week, and I think it's pro- it might be one of the most important things I think that we have to be looking out for right now. Mm-hmm. It's about to get nuts, and we're already starting to see some of the signs for this. Like, how far is this going to go? I saw this today and almost passed out. So <laughs> vaccination cards are going to be issued to everyone getting COVID-19 vaccine. I might this maybe this is my tinfoil hat coming on. I am the head researcher for Glenn Beck and, and everything. <laughs> yeah, um, so maybe it's just me. But this is absolutely insane. Listen to some of the things that are involved with this. So first off, the DOD released this photo right here. The Department of Defense. Um, the quote from them was everyone will be issued a written card that they can put in their wallet. Um, going on, clinics will be reporting uh, to state immunization registries. So an entity, which they said an entity, can run a query and see if people got their immunization. Not only to, st- to the states, but also a report will be sent to the CDC. Every single dose that you get will be reported in state registries and the National Registry of the CDC. Mm-hmm. Am I being crazy here? I'm going to start with Pat here. Is this go- should we be worried? Uh, yeah, because I mean, they could. They, this could get out of control, and they could use it for evil. I think. But um, Stu and I were talking about this on on uh, radio today. Um, there's there's a 30 day period between vaccinations. So the vaccination process is two steps. You get a va- you get a shot, and then 30 days later, you get the second shot, kind of a booster sort of thing. Hmm. So you could look at this as innocent in a way because they're trying to keep track of everybody who's had their first shot and so that they don't forget their second shot. And if they do or lose their card, well, you can always go to the records and they can find out. I mean, it could be that innocent. But it never is with the government, so I'm sure it's something nefarious. <laughs> you know, when I hear it, so I saw there was that scandal with Ticketmaster 
where they were saying you're going to go to any one of their events, you're going yeah. to have to show yeah. proof of there are they are actually doing a a sort of a health pass, right. a vaccine pass. And then they countered with saying, no, 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 we're not doing that. Calm down. We're just making the system so that venues can implement this system. And then mm. we know what the uh, what airlines are starting to do. They're starting to, to I think they're working on that right now. Um, I don't know. It seems like, Stu, if, even if the government does, do, doesn't do this, they can still implement it basically with private businesses doing this anyway. A lot of private businesses will probably do this, um, especially yeah. soon. Like, you know, the first this year, 2021, right? I mean, if the, the vaccine is as effective as they're saying it is, right? And we don't know. I mean, basically, we're just going off of what their press releases are. 94, 95 percent, yeah. If it's that successful... I think, honestly, a lot of this is just going to work itself out. I mean, if it really works and this starts going away and the economy opens and you don't have to wear masks anymore because 70% of the population has been vaccinated and everyone's like, oh, wow, it's a return to normalcy, most likely people will just kind of get on board and there won't be a lot of this push for mandates. It, the question is, if if it doesn't work or it's less effective than they say, people start resisting it. Maybe there's some side effects we don't know about yet and people start uh, having problems with it. It doesn't pick up the sort of momentum they think it will. Then you will see people, certainly like Andrew Cuomo, who go after stuff like this, Gavin Newsom. Absolutely. Mm. You'll see, um, you'll see uh, a lot of businesses do uh, mandate sort of requirements. And again, as a you know, person who doesn't want the government involved in a lot of things, I don't think you can necessarily prevent a private business from saying, I mean, you know, if we get past the, the, co- the COVID thing and there's absolutely no more COVID, everyone's totally fine. And just some random place just says, you know what, we want you to wear masks all the time still. We're not going to be, I mean, it's a private business. They can do what they want on that. On that yeah. side. I mean, when it comes to the cards and stuff, it will, it's going to be interesting. It's like, you could look back almost at the Patriot Act or something, right? Where... I think we all are pretty, we take Islamic extremism seriously, some more than others. Some of them <laughs> go and actually fight against it overseas. Um, but we could all recognize things that I think were really good ideas and really well motivated out of the Patriot Act. The question is, what does the government do with it afterward? You know, I think you can look at these mm-hmm. cards and say, I mean, the, if you go back and watch, if you have time uh, this weekend and you're interested in this, go back and watch the 60 Minutes from a few weeks ago with the general who is the head of logistics of the vaccine program that Trump started, Operation Warp Speed, Mm. and trying to figure out how the hell to get this stuff to everybody, how the hell to manage it. Because if you have um, people who come in and they get the second dose when they're supposed to get the first dose, or they wait 60 days instead of 30 days, like you're wasting vaccine. You're not not going to get the benefit. So they're trying to do all this stuff. And some of these things are legitimately well-meaning measures to Mm -hmm. make sure that people get vaccinated and this actually gets out to people so we can open up the economy but as we've seen so many times and you've pointed out so many times jason working with glenn and and pat as well these things just go awry people like cuomo Mm -hmm. will look at that database instead of saying like how do we get where's the community we need to get more vaccine to and say well anyone who's not on this list can't do these things we're not going to give them a special new york id card that allows them to access services to go on uh, go to school right your kids can't go to school you can't go to a grocery store and 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 it's tough i think at some level you know, I'm a I'm a sort of a vaccine optimist, and I and I I hope this is going to be the answer because at this point I don't see any other solution anyway. But mm-hmm. on the other side of that, we have to fight just as hard to make sure they don't take those liberties with with yeah. these things. Uh, you know, I think you know capitalism's done a great job coming up with a potential solution to this problem, uh, and the Trump administration deserves a lot of credit for it as well. But we can't allow this to go down some of these dark roads that it's going to be hard to avoid, frankly, and because. 
we're so skeptical of government. Yes. We've lost sight, I think, a little bit of what a miracle this is. To go from, all right, in March, really, is when it kicked in in the United States. From March till now, yeah. uh, we've got a vaccine already mm-hmm. in six, seven months. That is, that doesn't happen. Remarkable. I mean, this is unprecedented in yeah. human history, really. And it's because President Trump really dedicated time, money, and effort into the cause. And it worked. So it, that, it's a very good point. And it's, it's very interesting to me. Again, tinfoil hat. But um, so the UK has already greenlit this. Yep. Yeah, the they're going to take it starting next week, supposedly. So we're not doing this. We're not, I, I, I don't think we're going to do it until December 15th, which yeah. is the mm-hmm. day after what? <laughs> the Electoral I, College <laughs> makes its vote. Wait, Boom! I, I, I thought you said you took off the tinfoil pad. I don't understand. Well, no, I, and I thought that the meeting was December 10th. Maybe it is December 15th of the ultimate approval. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of criti- criticizing. Uh, there's a little fight between Britain and America about who really cares about safety on the vaccine. Oh, my but, gosh. I mean, you know, look, if, if, you, if the U.K. approved it, likely we're going to approve it, too. Um, it is amazing, though, you know, when you're seeing... You know, two, three thousand people a day die uh, from this. And mm-hmm. the, the answer is like, well, we're going to be on December 10th. It's like, well, I don't, can you move it up to like tomorrow? <laughs> I, you know, I, you'd hope that, that they would. I mean, I guess they're going as fast as they can, but what, it is amazing. What's crazy is for Americans, it seems like they're doing the exact opposite of what they should do to get people to do this. Like if you want Americans to wear a mask, don't go out and tell them to wear a mask. Yeah. I would have probably mm-hmm. worn a mask. Now right. I don't. I, I per, personal protest. I walk into Walmart and I stare at that lady, and I'm like, "Do it, do it, yeah. do it." And the, she usually backs down. She's like, "What the heck's wrong with this guy?" But yeah. sometimes they do, and then I let my wife go get the groceries, and I go back to my car. Nice. I like that approach. <laughs> well, it's funny because if you go back to the very early parts of this in March, when it was real full lockdown. You will see proposals for masks. Most of them came from conservatives. At that time, the government was saying, don't wear a mask. Or no, it was saying, don't buy masks because they're not effective against COVID. You remember people quote Fauci. Fauci yes. right? People quote Fauci all the yes. time on this. But what they forget, I think, a little bit is that at that time, conservatives were saying, well, of course they work. Yes, they work. And, and it was at that time an idea to be able to open up the economy without a vaccine or without a treatment. Like, what if we all wear masks? Maybe we can all still go back out to work. Now we're at that point where now all they say is go wear a mask, and we say, no, we don't want to do it. I think the part of that is is something that conservatives need to work on a little bit, as as and I you know hold myself to this standard as well, of, of being a little bit too reactionary to what the media says. Like, a lot of times we're like, if the media says X, we say Y. The mm. same thing the way the media does it. When Trump says the vaccine's good, they say the vaccine's bad. Yeah. And I swear, they're going to try to give biden credit for this vaccine absolutely if this thing works it's the biden vaccine he was it would yeah trump started it but really it was a, it was the scientists and and the distribution plan of of biden that really did it and probably at that point there will be conservatives be like well i don't want to touch that vaccine i don't want to go anywhere near it because they don't like biden i think a lot of that stuff is silly um I, at this point i just want to get this thing over with i want to go back to yeah. freaking movie theaters i yes. want good first run movies yes. in theaters again restaurants, that's what i want restaurants with, masks from the door to the table and then you take it off for the duration and you're fine now you're completely protected so ridiculous i want i want full crowds at games i want yes i want concerts starting i want comedy stand-up comedy i want all the things that 
that we really loved about that. Uh, although I don't need to go back to talking within less than six feet. I'm fine staying away with that. I don't need to start shaking hands <laughs> again. I'm fine. Stuff. Go right. Stick that to yourself. I will say. In the grocery line, yeah. go ahead and stay mm. six feet away, yeah. please. We've all That's made it now mm-hmm. all the way to December, and I have not been sick at all in 2020. Now, I did have COVID, <laughs> but I was not sick for even a day this entire year. This is the first year I could ever say that in my entire life. So because well, you're, you know, you're just not, you're not interacting with as many people. So yeah. I think this is interesting. Every time Biden says he's going to do something, he keeps on coining the phrase in the next hundred days or the first hundred days, which of course that was coined by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. But his first hundred days, one of the things he wants to include in there is to require a, a national mass mandate. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually we have that sought there, if you can play that. Where the federal government has authority, I'm going to issue a standing order that in federal buildings you have to be masked and in transportation, interstate transportation, you must be masked in airplanes and buses, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's, a, it's a matter of, and I think my inclination, uh, Jake, is on the first day I'm inaugurated to say I'm going to ask the public for 100 days to mask. Just 100 days to mask. Not forever, 100 days. And I think we'll see a significant reduction. Okay, so he can ask certain individuals to wear a mask fine but we can all give him the middle finger on that you know mm-hmm. like like this is, this is a local issue they can say no we're not at risk we're not going to have a, a, a mask mandate two the airports and public transportation also they already have this right like you already yeah. can't fly without a mask yeah, right public transportation you have to wear a mask already so the, i don't understand mm-hmm. that and then the final thing Hundred days? I mean, I'm sorry, you cannot put time frames on these anymore and us think you're legitimate. Right. What happened to two weeks? It's still going on right now. Yeah. I mean two weeks turned into six weeks. And and that was really like the main part of the national I I I consider that period, that six weeks, to be the national shutdown, right? Um, even though there was not a national shutdown technically, if Trump doesn't have the power to do that and didn't do that, but he was a series of recommendations that essentially equaled a national shutdown for those six weeks. We've seen it extend a lot longer than that in a lot of states. Um, but as you point out, 37 states already have a mask mandate, 37 of, of 50. And again, like South Dakota doesn't have one. You know, what, look, South Dakota obviously has had a major problem, uh, as many states have in that region with COVID over the past couple of months. Uh, a mask mandate is going to do very little or nothing uh, to stop that, I don't think. It's really not about mandates. You know, we get into this idea uh, that if the government says it, it's true. You know, when, when we said the, na- the shutdown was coming, I've you know, talked about this a million times, but it's like the mobility data shows that people went into lockdown before they locked down before the government said to lock down. People were freaked out about what was going on with the virus. They saw their friends getting sick and they were like, let's just stay home. You know what? Let's shut down our business for a little bit. That doesn't mean they didn't want the economy to shut down, but they wanted to be safe. And as they started to understand how the disease spread, how they understood a little bit more about it, they came out of lockdown before the government said it was okay to come out of lockdown. Um, So you see this over and over and over again. We talked about this on radio today. There's a study that came out about mask mandates. And the headline that every media covered was that if you have a mask mandate, the spread right now is a little bit lower than if, if you don't. Right. And then you look at it and you can say, well, you're not including places like New York. And like it, it, it was difficult to you could pull that out if you wanted to, if you really wanted to find that. But it wasn't a big difference. It was a slight difference. I thought what was interesting about it was if you look at the mask usage percentage, 
uh, in these states. States without mask mandates had only a slightly lesser mask usage than states that did have them. Like Washington, D.C. was the most restrictive in the entire country. People do it on their own. Yeah, had like 80% mask usage. Mm -hmm. And South Dakota had like 65%. Like people, they don't have a mask mandate at all. People are wearing them because they want to wear them. People will make their own decisions. You can't force Mm -hmm. them into doing these things. And not only is it not effective, it's, uh, it's against the principles of personal liberty that we have in this country. You have to let people assess and manage their own risk, or they're not gonna they're not gonna be happy about it, and it's not gonna work in the end anyway. Yeah, um, we, I have to wrap this up, but I just wanted to end this with when you're talking about time frames. Uh, a UK health official just said that mask wearing, social dis- distancing, and everything else that we've been having to endure through this <laughs> will go on quote for years. Not in the middle of four, no. four, generally speaking, uh, no. multiple years. Not with the vaccine. No, 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 I don't think that's true. Unless the vaccine doesn't work. Right, like that's then the they way. to try all sorts yeah. of different things, or unless it's not about the virus, right. it's about right. control, well, and that's what this is yeah. all yeah, about. Yeah, I'm saying though, like yeah. that's that. I don't think the American people would accept that. I, no. I think you know, if, if we start seeing like if we're, we're seeing what 2,700 people died yesterday or whatever, if that number's at 100, there's no way people are wearing masks. Nope, it's not no. going to happen. No. Nope, not going to do it. Back in a second. By the way, anything Christine Nolan wants to do, yeah, it's fine. Why, why is that? When it comes to all these, some of these lockdowns, I want to stay for this for a second because Los Angeles has now, and I have, a, I used to live there. I lived there for multiple years right after I got out of the military, and I have a ton of family. And they're having to endure this on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again. And now, especially in L.A., they're starting to close everything down again. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, you, it comes to a point to where you know that this, like states do have emergency powers that they can do some of these things. Now, there's a big caveat on that. They have to show, you know, their evidence to back up that they're doing that, why mm-hmm. this is necessary. If they can't, then, and I've seen where there were lawsuits after the Ebola thing. They, were lo- they actually won, saying, hey, some of these measures were not justified. Mm-hmm. Can't just lock people down for no reason. Mm-hmm. Well, a judge in Los Angeles County uh, has now told health officials that he must provide evidence to justify a ban on outdoor dining. And good luck mm-hmm. with that. Good, good luck with it. Like, yeah, there's no evidence. Of that. Is there's no evidence that no. that's hurting people? I don't, so I, what... I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that this kind of goes forward after we're in, you know, kind of like the assessment phase and hold some mm-hmm. of these officials accountable. Uh, I, do you think that's actually going to happen? Will, will, we, will people see justice on this and will we see lawsuits? I hope so. I mean, I, you know, it's hard to tell with um, with district judges, circuit court judges. Um, sometimes you get really good rulings out of them and sometimes you think, wait a minute, are you are you ruling from Beijing? Is that <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to say, but um, I hope so because how many how many judges, how many federal judges has Donald Trump appointed? A lot. It's like Record. hundreds, yeah, right, Record. hundreds, and so there are some good judges that, uh, in fact, President Trump really kind of changed the makeup of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which. Uh, will help on certain rulings, which is usually a liberal meme. Yeah, I mean it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, just quickly on that, I think like you asked a, 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 an interesting question there. I think will these people be held accountable? I think the answer to that quite clearly is no. Really? Um, and I think there is a there's a separate question there. 
Will a lot of these things be ruled unconstitutional? Yes. Will a lot of them get overturned? We just saw that in the Supreme Court. Gorsuch just slapped, bitch slapped Andrew Cuomo, mm. uh, which I loved. I mean, that was like my favorite <laughs> moment of the week. Um, because they, and then the left does this all the time. They have this little trick that they do where they'll, they'll put this crazy unconstitutional policy in. They'll let it go all the way up the courts, keep it in place, keep it in place, keep it in place. Gets to the top right before, goes to the Supreme Court. They withdraw the policy and say, oh, it's a moot. You don't, you're not, we're not even doing it anymore. Why would you even rule on it? Luckily, the Supreme Court saw that and said, screw it, we're ruling on it anyway, so you can't do it again, because that's what they do. They'll just go around and reinstitute it with a slightly different spin and then let it go up the courts again so it's been Mm -hmm. in place. Um, So I think a lot of these things, just like with FDR, these things will get overturned in court eventually. I think a lot of them will. The problem is, at that point, and I I, I say this hopefully at this this point, we're going to be out of this thing. Right. And then there won't be necessarily a justification for it anymore. They'll keep some of it in place, whatever they can get away with. And the rest of it might go away, but it's going away after we've already dealt with the problem. And that is one of the weaknesses of the system in a way. I mean, governments get a chance to implement these things that are unconstitutional. It takes enough time to go up the courts that a lot of them just get away with it. I really do think a lot of these, even things that I think were sensible decisions to manage this pandemic, um, we're not okay in this country. Oh, yeah. and, and what worries me is the like what we thought were staunch conservatives that we th- assumed would be on our side mm-hmm. uh, on things like this. Like mm-hmm. I've got no problem. I think it was the I think it was the governor of Florida. What's his name? DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis, who was getting criticized for leaving beaches open. Yeah, and he was like, look. I'm leaving it up to the mayors that are in those cities. Like, they know better than I do, like, the yeah. situation on the ground currently. And I love that. But then mm-hmm. we have, and I was, I was waiting for Greg Abbott to basically say the same thing, and now we're going in the draconian, you know, path as well. I, I just don't, I, it's hard mm-hmm. to say. I mean, can we even trust our allies on this? I don't even know who, who if we have any. Well, as you, put, you know, as you said, 37 states have mask mandates. I know people, especially around here, have been very critical of, of, of Greg Abbott over his mask mandate. Mm-hmm. I maintain this, and I, we've actually asked the governor's office, and I will tell you what their answer was. I asked the governor's office, hey, governor's office, <laughs> have you guys actually find anyone Literally, have you find one person under this policy? I'm curious because my suspicion is they're saying they've got a mask mandate, but they're not actually enforcing it at all. The answer was dead silence from from a governor's office that is very responsive to us generally. Um, I think that that is what's happening. I don't think at a state level they're actually doing these fines. Uh, I think the policy is in place to essentially allow cover for... Uh, commercial enterprises who want to say we mm. want masks and don't want to get beat up by their customers. I'm not saying that that's okay. I, I would agree with you. I don't want the mask mandate. I don't think, though, that he has been as bad as some of the people around here think he is. I mean, Chad Prather's running against him in 2022, yeah. apparently. Uh, so I, I, I think he's been still, if you look at the, the country as a whole, I'd rather have Greg Abbott than a lot of governors <laughs> sure. around the country. But DeSantis has kind of been, I think, the conservative yeah. model. Yeah. You know, he's been the guy who has been out mm-hmm. there saying from the beginning, try, he's, he's been opening things up. I mean, I, if I remember right, a few weeks ago, he actually <laughs> went to stadiums and said 100% capacity, open it up uh, to outdoor uh, sporting events. Now, the stadiums themselves are not choosing to do that. They don't want that at this point. They're, they still see too much risk there for, you know, and they're at like 20 and 25%. But still, I mean, he wants to open the thing up, let people uh, assess their own risk and try to give them good information. And I will say, uh, Florida, just like they were the ones that seemed to get the vote right on election night, 
Um, they also are the ones that have the best COVID data. Like they are there actually measuring this so you can make decisions based on real numbers. I, still, I just cannot wrap my head around, you know, the government without a whole lot of justification and evidence to the fact of how they can come down so hard, how, how the government can tell a private business how they can operate. It's, it's just still, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. that's the libertarian in me coming out way too much. To me, this kind of no, really, I don't think so. no. really kind of outlines one of the most important people that you can vote for when you cast a ballot is your freaking local sheriff, man. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes down to this stuff, you're in one of these crazy states that are mm-hmm. doing this. He's going to be the only guy standing in the way. Yeah, a lot of them people are they're just saying we're not enforcing it. Yeah. You know? And then, so does it exist? I mean, it, uh, there's a co- city around here, uh, Colleyville, Texas, which was the first one. I, I feel it's like mine. the first one in the in the country that opened up yep. restaurants uh, it was certainly the first one on the news that opened up restaurants i mean people in south dakota are like we never closed them um, but uh you know it was a big deal at the time and the mayor there we've had him on the show he's like a, he's an engineer he's got a scientific background but his point is more about personal liberty i'm not going to go around and waste resources trying to enforce mask mandates uh and closing down restaurants like you guys got to mm-hmm. make your own decisions and i think that's i i think that's a, a better approach you know, I think just if you're out there saying and you're encouraging people to gather in large numbers and in, in close quarters, I think that's a very bad idea. But I don't know, especially when it comes to religious gatherings, how you can attempt to 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 to, yeah. to shrink that at all. I don't I don't think you have any leg to stand on constitutionally when you're trying to manage that stuff. When it comes to these things, I'm, I'm more to me now. I think it's more on us if we accept some of these unconstitutional, you know, Bill of Rights shattering, uh, you know, you know, assaults on our liberty that it's now it's just kind of on us. Like really, like if you're being forced to to keep your business, you know, closed, not go to church, stuff like that, do it anyway. Yes, I am on record <laughs> saying that. Just do it anyway. And I was, I was, I love You're this. You're going to pay the fines. I was about to pay the fines. Yeah. Um, Jason's paying all fines yeah. nationwide for any business that opens. It, it's really weird. It's a Stubagier credit card. Actually, <laughs> oh, it's really? really? It's really strange. Um, I don't know where that went. But um, uh, I, I love this story. It's from, it's out of LA. And coming from LA, this is a shocker. But it's a popular Los Angeles lifestyle boutique. And they've been going viral for mocking Democrats and leftist celebrities over their hypocrisy over wearing masks and all that stuff and they put these posters that you're now seeing uh, if you're listening on the podcast there's these posters on their front uh, front windows literally like there's one of the mayor and they're talking about he's his quote where he's saying he's going to cut off their prop uh, their electricity not walmart but the small businesses you're forbidden there's one on hunter biden criticizing him in china and his laptop um mm. Alyssa milano saying what was the the exact something like there's a squirrel in my backyard uh someone <laughs> yeah. called 911 yeah. i mean they, they're ruthless and this is in los angeles um pat do you think that people are starting even in, pl- in strongholds like little strongholds like like in california do you think people are just at their breaking point oh yeah i today they were interviewing uh, a restaurant owner was he in Los Angeles? Uh, the the restaurant owner we played yeah, on California radio. For sure. I think it was, was Cal- awesome. it was California, and uh, they ordered him to stop outdoors dining, and he said, "No, I'm not doing it. I'm go- I'm going to keep my good for him business open to outdoor traffic because there's absolutely no evidence that anybody's contracting COVID nineteen at outdoor dining establishments, and he's right about that. Yeah. Um. So. I think he was going to comply with their indoor dining thing, but he, outdoors, he said, I'm going to open up my restaurant. I'm going to keep going, and uh, you're going to have to come and, and drag me away. Good they just him. might, but he's taken a stand. So, yeah, people are sick to death of it. They're tired of it. In, in, in my opinion, it'll only work if he's backed up by the other business owners in his community. 
I mean, really, it's got to be yeah. a collective decision. Yes. One guy does it. He, he can get hauled away. And there was a, yeah. what was that bar Staten owner Island. in Jersey? Yeah. yeah. Staten Island. Staten Island. Yeah. He, yeah the, he had a, there was a raid, came in and took him out. And the gym yeah. owners in New Jersey. Yeah. How about yeah. those guys yeah. who yeah. over and over kept opening their doors despite being ordered to close? And then the government actually came and changed the locks on his establishment. So he broke the door. <laughs> and yeah. went into his establishment anyway. He just kept up that fight. You got to love the, I mean, not love, um, uh, being sarcastic, but the people that will come out and condemn people like that. They'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, how dare you, you know, open up your business, yada, yada. Oh, wait a second, I got a Zoom meeting that I have to get to. Point is, they're making their money from their house. That doesn't affect them in the slightest. Right. That's the point of the Waffle House right. CEO who said, look, we've got, you know, the people who come into our, our restaurants are the people out working, driving trucks, yeah. doing all those things. The people who work at our restaurants, these people are being affected by these policies in much different ways than people who are writing about them uh, at, from, from home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, again, we... I've said this a few times, but like we as a as the blaze have been really shielded from this in in a lot of ways. I mean, we we were able to work from home. No, of course, Pat and I are essential workers. Jason's not. Um, (laughs) But we've come in and we had to do the show the entire time. But generally speaking, this place is 95 percent empty. People are working at home. They're writing those blaze Mm -hmm. articles you read on the blaze dot com from their houses. Um, And, you know, look, a digital subscription business is not a terrible business to be in at this very moment. Um, A lot of these places. You know, we, we have a different view, okay? But the New York Times, it's all true with them too. All these, all these journalists, all these organizations that are, are harassing you to stay home and not worry about your job all that much, they don't have to worry. No, no government workers are out of work since the beginning of COVID. They're all, they're all still mm-hmm. making their salaries. None of those places have closed. They haven't closed down the Department of Education because no one's going to school. They, those people still get to get paid every day. And a lot of them are just doing it from home. They're shielded from this. And, you know, the, the, the working class in this country isn't. And that is a, it's a major problem. And, and the government, if you're going to shut down these businesses, has to figure out a way to make this right. Um, I am essential because the third string quarterback is very essential because <laughs> we, he we gets called it. You never know. That's the Broncos. Yep, you never know. <laughs> Dak goes down, the whoever else. I don't know. I'm not watching that anymore. But eventually third string does, does come out. That's true. Um, back in a minute. <laughs> You missed the uh, Broncos development here because of your boycott, uh, but they had a COVID breakout. And One of the things that uh, like severely pisses me off, beyond the lockdowns and all that stuff, um, but severely pisses me off is when you get like hyper politics from the pulpit. And mm-hmm. we did a show oh, not too long ago mm-hmm. about, uh, was it a uh, Raphael Warnock? Um, over in uh, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And he's based, like, pretty much Marxism is his religion. Yeah. And you, I mean, it's, he's not even trying to hide it. Like, during his sermons, it's, it's Marxism is what it is. It's, it's absolutely very nuts. much like Jeremiah Wright. Yeah. Oh, he, he, still, he supports him. He yeah. came, he's come out publicly and supported him, mm-hmm. and, which should tell you a lot about him. Um, but this is, so, <laughs> again, this is a, uh, I want to bring, this is a, uh, a liberal pastor, I think it's the United Church of Christ, I've never heard of that denomination, but apparently it's a very, very progressive, you know, liberal, mm-hmm. progressive policies. Um, but this liberal pastor, his name is Reverend, uh, Reverend Jess Cast, has got some interesting um, doctrine on uh, Christmas, I guess, but she tweeted this, um, Christmas season is about God choosing a woman to lead a revolution of reorganizing the structures of societal power by her leadership, tenderness, and faith. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I kind of thought it was about her son, Mm -hmm. is what Christmas is. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Is that an accurate doctrine? Hmm. <laughs> Not in my mind. Uh, no. And I, I know there's several different interpretations of the Bible. That's a completely new one to me. Um, yeah, you're right. It was about is it was about that woman's son who was talking about or reorganizing societal uh, structures. And oh, things. oh, oh! Well, she's got an answer for that oh, because she she, does. she followed that tweet up. She okay. said, "Look, this is why because Mary needed to say yes before Jesus could be born." Gospel of Luke tells us this, Pat. The yes. vitriol provoked by this response yesterday illustrates a pervert, uh, pervasive lack of I can't respect, respect. That, respect of opinions and bodies of women. We need to unlearn broken patterns of thinking. Oh, God, people <laughs> oh, like God. Just, these hot takes are just dull, right? Like, I, it's like mm-hmm. I, I mean, come on, stop trying to twist Christmas into your thing, right? Like, <laughs> everyone has to take, you know, there's a, there's some guy who every Thanksgiving uh, writes this long essay about how bad Thanksgiving food is. Like, you wouldn't eat it any other time, and and actually, like, turkey's bad and stuffing is just a bunch of bread, wet bread, and he goes <laughs> through this whole description. It's kind of like, somewhat of a funny take on, like, you know, rethinking mm-hmm. these things. But this is, like, I think we have an entire industry of people who just do this, right? That just come out and just try to turn faith to their uh, own ends, and that is actually, uh, I believe, warned about uh, quite quite clearly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Should not try to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I don't remember this growing up, like faith being invoked so much, especially from the left. It mm-hmm. seemed like that was all, all, all usually pretty much off limits. But they, they tried to invoke yeah. it for immigration. They were like, well, "What what would Jesus do?" You know, on this. I'm like, "Well, but they, they called the Holy Family like uh, Jesus, Joseph, and Mary were illegal immigrants." Yeah, no, right. no, they weren't. No, they they weren't illegal immigrants. Um, and they went all the way to get to, get to participate in the census. Yeah, they were like, they were like really good yeah, citizens. They did. Wouldn't they be avoiding the census? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, That's how that works. I think. Yeah, they would. Uh, you know, and then they try to twist Jesus's message into socialism, which is yeah. another uh, flawed thing that drives me out of my mind. When did Jesus ever say that it was Rome's responsibility to take care of people? Never. It was. Our individual responsibility to take care of poor people. He never put that on the government. And so what does socialism have to do with it? Nothing. It doesn't enter into the gospel at all. It's anti-gospel. Speaking of churches, and this is, again, kind of going back to the lockdowns, but this is just insane because we constantly hear, you know, that suicides are on the rise um, relationships are going down. People are not connecting with people anymore. For some people, the church, and especially with my family, I would say 90% of our relationships are at church. Mm. At church. Not even the one that we... Because people, your coworkers, don't like you, though. (laughs) That's a a whole other topic. We'll hit that in D-Block. But um, this this is coming from the uh, National Institute of Health Director urging churches to close amid uh, the coronavirus crisis. This is him quoting, Do the altruistic thing and say, I'm going to protect people from me. I'm sorry, but... Go to hell on that stuff. <laughs> I, 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 there's no Maybe other from way to a say church it. perspective. <laughs> from a, from, yeah, in mm-hmm. a very church perspective, yeah. you can go straight there. <laughs> I, I, I just, I cannot, uh, especially at a time when everyone is, uh, suicides are on the rise. There, there was another, mm-hmm. there was another story of an 11 year old boy that um, shot himself in the head on uh, during Zoom instruction. Um, the school support director said that they noticed an uptick in depressed yeah. and anxious uh, uh, students pretty much all over, really. But this is horrific. This yeah. is awful. People need to have personal relationships. And church, I mean, come on. That, 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 
it, it, the, the pastor of that church, they, they know for themselves how safe it is in their, in their church. They know how to make it safe for, the, for, you know, for their congregation. Um, if you're going to assault the First Amendment here, why is it okay to, assault the, uh, to let the First Amendment ride when you have protests in the streets? These are what I'm talking about when they say there need to be judges that hold these people accountable. You're not being mm -hmm. consistent between the two. Uh, on those. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you said uh, that it was a recommendation, right, uh, from the CDC guy. I don't mind them making recommendations. Please make all the recommendations you'd like. You know, if you want to give us the information, you believe, yeah, as long as you're not forcing them, I don't necessarily mind someone from the CDC saying, like, look, I think we all recognize this, right? Keeping, not gathering in large numbers in, in enclosed areas is the probably the best case scenario. We all also recognize that we should, if we went three miles an hour on the highway, it would be the, be the safest way to drive a car, right? That doesn't mean you can do it all the time. So uh, the CDC saying, like, look, try not to do all of these things is, is, is understandable. I can, they can make that recommendation all they want. Uh, it's up to individuals to make the choice on whether they're going to listen to that. And I don't think they have any power whatsoever to tell a church that they can't have them. They can say, we don't think you should have them. We think it's a bad idea for you to have them. We don't like when you do it. But that's the, where their power stops when it comes to the First Amendment. It's why we have a First Amendment. You know, First Amendment does not necessarily protect, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that they've uh, protected here. Uh, to go buy medical marijuana is not necessarily protected uh, mm -hmm. by the First Amendment. But, it, but church is. And as Pelosi has pointed out, you can't scream wolf in a crowded theater either. So <laughs> we have to remember that. So anytime you're in a crowded theater, and you yell, wolf! You know you're breaking the I law. was you're attacked by a wolf in a theater. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> Three times last it night. It happens. Mm -hmm. That's why you Three can't scream it, because it happens so often. Well, it's also why theaters should not be storing their wolves in the actual <laughs> auditoriums. It's just dumb. Yeah, they, put dumb. them in cages? Put them in... Why are they out of theaters at all? None of it makes right. sense. That's stupid. It, do, it doesn't. I think one of the things that irritates me the most is you know, what <laughs> they consider essential. You know, like protesting is essential for the country. It's essential for the people. It's essential for democracy. Mm -hmm. They pretty much all have said that. Mm -hmm. But church is not essential. Yeah. yeah, churches are the ugly stepchild of the First Amendment for some reason. Like apparently, you know, I've I've seen a lot of journalists tell us that you should not be going to church in the middle of this pandemic. I have not seen a lot of churches telling journalists they shouldn't be going into hospital wards in the middle of a coronavirus to take pictures so they can put them on their website. Like, I don't see anyone saying journalists shouldn't be journalists in the middle of this. They yeah. should just try to do it as safely as they can. Uh, the same thing goes with churches. Churches are part of freedom of religion and freedom of the press are all part of the same little package. Uh, that we put together in this country, uh, as well as freedom to assemble. Like I, I don't necessarily, I don't have a problem with a Black Lives Matter peaceful protest that stays peaceful in the middle of the pandemic. Do I think it's a great idea? No, I don't. Yeah, think but you do have trouble with with a pro-Trump rally in the middle of the <laughs> no, pandemic. Right? You do no, have you don't. I think both what? are allowed, should huh. be allowed, must be allowed huh. in this country. Must. <laughs> wow. That doesn't mean they're a great idea. I would say I would recommend against them, maybe. Uh, but still, uh, I still would not. I mean, I don't go. To, I don't go to political rallies anyway. But I would say uh, you can't. You literally can't stop it here. You can't. Yeah. You ha the Constitution is there to make sure when people think it's a really good idea to stop stuff, you still can't do it. That's right. exactly why it exists. I uh, I promised a uh, a little switcheroo, uh, a little pivot towards Carol Baskin in the NFL. So mm. I'm going to keep my word. Mm. <laughs> That's coming up next. You don't want to miss this. <laughs> I do want to miss it, uh, because I, I like the, the, the tag.
All right, so uh, I, people always come down to Chris Collinsworth. I don't know why. I personally like him mm-hmm. uh, every time he commentates on, a, on like an NFL too. game. I, he take, gets a lot of hate. I, I really don't get it. I think it's because he's one of the best, and like people like to beat up on the best. Yeah. Like, like, that's why people don't like the Eagles. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> that was back really to, funny. Yeah, yeah, hilarious. <laughs> Moving back to Chris, though. So he, th- th- it's absolutely, you cannot mm-hmm. say anything and someone not get offended anymore. Period. Yeah, but this is ridiculous. So during the game against it was the Steelers and the Ravens, um, he wanted to comment, give a compliment on how knowledgeable Pittsburgh fans were, and he said this, and everyone freaked out. He said, "Everyone's a fan, um, and particularly the ladies that I've been <laughs> talking to. They have really specifications about the game." I'm like, "Wow, just blown away." Um, are, are you offended by that? Would you be... Say you're a woman, Pat. Are mm-hmm. you offended by that? Right well, yeah, because he's just said that I'm not necessarily a knowledgeable NFL fan. And how dare he <laughs> say something that we all know is true? Uh, I, I think we can all admit, can't we, that men are more likely right. to love the NFL more likely than women. I think the split from the NFL themselves is 60-40. Um, Which, again, is probably optimistic. It's probably very optimistic. It's, it's, it's more like a lot of uh, girlfriends who happen maybe? to be dating a football fan at this time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I like football, too. You know, I get, there's some of that going in there. And I guess I'm mocking it. But it's like, it's, it's the, we all know the truth here, right? Yeah. Like, my do. wife wears Philadelphia Eagles shirts, mm-hmm. right? Because she's a Philadelphia Eagles fan, quote, unquote. She doesn't care about the games. You know, she just, it's a cultural thing. You know, but overall, the, the percentages are, are overwhelming. My wife has no interest. My daughters have no interest. My sisters have no interest. Every single female in my life has zero interest. And it's almost the opposite of that with every male type person. Now, that, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that <laughs> all men love the NFL and all women don't. But it is kind of a... It, typically... <laughs> it's probably more likely that a man is going to pay attention to the NFL than a, than a woman. And we're supposed to ignore that now because there, there's no difference between men and women, I guess, anymore. If I tell you what, if I'm a man in Pittsburgh, I turn the outrage right back around them because basically as a man, they were saying that they're less intelligent in, in Pittsburgh than their women are. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they have been like, right. is this a sexist thing towards men? Like, what's coming on? <laughs> yeah, that never works. I completely uh, It never works turning it around on men. Unless you're Elliot Page, then you can uh, apparently get away with that. <laughs> I promised Carol Baskin, so I got to do this really quick before we end this thing. But this is this story is insane to me, the entire saga. But um, she just had one of her volunteers. So her arm was nearly torn off by a tiger at one of the oh, sanctuaries she owned. Oh no! Um, yeah, so horrible. Um, I, the the timing was weird too because this was the same day that the house was looking uh, was taking up a bill that she's actually been advocating for. It's to restrict restrict direct contact between the public and big cats. And like this was the direct proof, you know, that, that mm-hmm. she needed to get it done. What a racket she has. Like, she's pushing for law, you know, to, yeah. to, to limit this. And the only place you can go to check it out is in her yeah. in her facility. Uh, it is amazing. This is absolutely <laughs> insane. I don't know. Back in a second. Uh, and now she's just known for possibly murdering someone. Like, that's like her whole, like... Yesterday's poll question, when will you stop wearing a mask? Which is, I, I, I never started, so <laughs> I'm not on. I'm Do not you literally not here. even when you go into a grocery store nope. in our counties, nope. 
Wow. What but, okay. But I'm in that area. I'm I'm yeah. in Collegeville. Oh, yeah, they don't enforce it at all. They there. don't they don't care yeah. really. And most of the businesses don't, except for Walmart. They're like the only ones. It's absolutely mm. insane. But um, 71% said that they're going to start wear, stop wearing them now. 18% said uh, six months and a year 4% and never. 6.2%, which is... Who are these Never going to stop. I, I would be 100 it. years old wearing that damn mask. There'll be no diseases. They'll all be cured, and I'll still wear the mask. <laughs> and we'll like it. It's Dana Carvey. Um, tomorrow's, uh, today's poll question, do you think the election is over or not over? Kind of surprised. I, I, every single one of these that I've seen, uh, the vast majority have said it's not over. Mm-hmm. The vast majority. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I think, I think from all the things that are out right now, it's just so confusing. Like, I can't even keep track of all well, the different things. We'll know in a week, right? In a week is when they're going to get all the electors are going to be certified and stuff. I, I keep, everyone's trying to speculate over this stuff. It's like, it's going to happen in court or it's not. There's nothing you can do about it on social media. You're not going to be able to influence this. Yeah. It's going to happen in court or it's not. Yeah. And, but regardless, I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to have, let's say it's a 70 30 split you're going to have that split that thinks the election was not legitimate I, what, either no way what, whatever happens no matter what at this point no matter what yep if it does happen if it, if it flips over let's say these, this georgia thing it's they find these this is true and these are all votes okay what are you going to do there but the other side's going to say you rigged it from the start right yeah. anyway that's right. what i'm saying thanks for watching the uh, third string quarterback news and why it matters see you next time we really need to invest in free agents for next time <laughs> next season <laughs> we need to have some depth at Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.